much for him, uh, pizza delivery. You almost forget, since we were all five years old when we saw that movie, that those people were wearing stockings on their face uh, while getting pummeled by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Everybody, welcome into the fourth Mother Box. Um, I am Tom Mulcry. Thank you for joining us today on wherever in this terraformed type of world that we live on, where you are at. Um, you are here to listen to his bullshit about God knows what for the next hour or so. Thank you for joining us. I am Tom Mulcry. Joining me as always is uh, the Bantha from another Bantha, one Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, how the fuck are you today? Kyle, did we drop? My cat's butthole has left the meeting, so... Well then, ladies and gentlemen, I must tell you, this is a first in the history of Fourth Mother Box where we start the show and Kyle drops early. Now, this is not a Wi-Fi issue. Um, we are exclusively u- using Google Meet to uh, talk and connect on this fine podcast. And Kyle and I had just debriefed for maybe five minutes. And he joined the meeting as Cat's Butthole. And now Cat's uh, Butthole has left. Cat's Butthole has left. We're going to try to get Cat's Butthole back into the meeting. Um, so let's see, the invite is sent. Let's see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah breaking the fourth mother box here. I'm not editing this out. This is this is gold, right? Especially those who know Kyle, who could sit there and laugh at his bumbling idiotness of this as I go on and on and on talking about him. For those of you that are unaware of what that opening sequence was of action that you heard, um, instead of a song, I just opted to open up a open up today's podcast with um, none other than one of uh, the, or the opening to one of my favorite movies as a kid and that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 The Secret Secrets of the Ooze uh, Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo and Raphael show up to save local pizza delivery driver from sudden doom I don't think those guys were going to kill him but they beat the living crap out of a bunch of dudes wearing pantyhose so that's neither here nor there now Kyle is somewhere lost in the abyss now let's see it's 8.57 in Chicago over there, it's it's it's, it's almost 10 a.m. here on the East Coast, 9 a.m. over by him. Kyle was bitching about the weather before we jumped in, so one could only assume like the absolute worst has happened to him, especially since he hasn't jumped back on. Um, I'm gonna ask him. You left the ch- the chat, um, so we're just gonna assume, especially since he hasn't responded to me or even joined back in. Um, Kyle has uh, died and gone back to his planet, so uh, akin to how they got rid of Poochie on the Itchy and Scratchy show. Um, he just kind of, you know, died or died on his way back to his home planet, I should say, rather. Um, when Itchy and Scratchy were going on to the fireworks factory. So now Cat's Butthole's trying to get back in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Cat's Butthole has joined the podcast. Are you there, Cat's Butthole? Uh, Cat's Butthole is in the house. What the hell happened there? <laughs> I don't know. Um... I was uh, on the screen, and uh, it just decided to say, you know what? Fuck you, Kyle. It's like, screw you, Kyle. All right. So Kyle's um, device of however he's getting into the podcast today uh, decided to be Eric Cartman and kick him off. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I was introducing you there, Kyle. So, Kyle, how the hell are you today? Uh, I'm doing all right. I am still going through the... PDD. I, I talked about this last time. That's a post Disney depression. So um, everybody should feel sorry for me that I'm going through this. But other than that, I, I am doing well. May Walt be ever, uh, be with you forever in your prayers, or something like that. It sounds like something a religious person would say. So yes, go with all hail Walt. Walt. All hail Walt Disney. Go with Walt. Hail Walt Disney. We just uh, 
Um, Courtney and I just did Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. I should talk about that real quick. Um, on Friday, yeah. yeah, 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 Friday night. Ooh, yeah. Um, this will be like a quick breakdown. I don't want to sit here and spend every single minute, but you know what? Maybe I will go to hell. You like Disney, we like Disney, we like Halloween. So it's Halloween season already in Walt Disney World. Um, so as of August 12th, which was about a week and a couple of days ago, Disney World started, Disney World started their um, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween parties. Um, a couple of weeks before Halloween Horror Nights. And um, it's in a party that is finally making its return exclusively to the Magic Kingdom from 7 p.m. to midnight on party nights. They let you into the Magic Kingdom as early as 4 p.m. So Courtney and I did that. Uh, We took advantage. We went and ate at the Crystal Palace. Um, Excellent, excellent, excellent place to dine. Uh, Forgot how great their food was. Um, Even though it's a buffet, sometimes buffet you just get middle of the road, but this was some good shit. Uh, the characters are not back yet, but they are returning on September the 20th. Uh, but it was still awesome to chill in Crystal Palace. So after that, um, Courtney and I just uh, went off and jumped on Big Thunder Railroad before it rained um, as we were waiting for the, not the trash, but the just the, the hustle and bustle to leave Magic Kingdom as we were ticketed uh, park goers with a... Um, a bracelet that let us past everybody uh, is letting the riffraff get out of there. So we went on Big Thunder, then it, then it poured. We we hid um, under the Laughing Place by Splash Mountain for what felt like an hour. We made our way over to the Emporium. We're waiting for them to drop merch. But <clears throat> as 7 p.m. hit, you know, the party officially started. We just decided to start to go trick, trick-or-treating. So we walked through, and they have, like, a bunch of trick-or-treating spots throughout the park. And it's like you, you feel like you're, you know, 10 years old again. But trick or treating in the Magic Kingdom—it's—it's—it's it's, it's pretty fucking cool. They give you a, a special bag. You walk around to every single spot, um, and they're everywhere. You know, there was one in front of uh, the Carousel Progress. There was one inside of Country Bear Jamboree. They're—they're they're all over the place in the parks. It's—it's—it it's, was really cool. Um, and then your your bag is just full at the end of the night. So, um, but after seven, Court and I decided to jump on Space Mountain because four attractions at Not So Scary had like special Halloween touches to them space mountain pirates the monsters inc laugh floor and the teacups courtney and i only did pirates and space mountain but space mountain was fucking awesome it was what what did they do during uh the laugh floor what's different about that i don't know we didn't we didn't see it but my guess is just the voice actors are probably different and the scenes are different they're just you know because that's that's all you know that's a live show there's live actors interacting with you so I assume there's just like a Halloween twist to it. Ah, um, and also, like, what kind of candy are they giving out? Because Disney, um, you know, they they do their pastries and and candy really well. They do really everything well. But so, what kind of candy are you getting? It is sponsored by the Mars Candy Company, so Snickers bars, M and M's, Milky Ways, okay. you know, stuff like that. I mean, so good stuff, but not like anything Disney, Disney, super Disney. Um, no, they're going to make you pay for that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But no, no. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. They're not giving you like like um, tricks off the street or something that that you have to buy from like the Seven Eleven. you know, the off brand Twix or some bullshit like that. No, it's it's the real stuff, you know, sponsored by Mars and they make sure they let you know that. So we go on Space Mountain. And it's pitch black, <clears throat> even more pitch black than it normally is. You can't see shit. And I'm telling you, you cannot see a goddamn thing on Space Mountain. It's pitch black. And they're playing ominous, creepy Halloween music instead of the typical like space theme. So that that was so cool. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean was even cool, too. Like I thought maybe they'd add like, a pumpkin here or two on the ride, but they had three live actors um, placed, you know, in the attraction that we're interacting with you it was it was pretty cool it was just it was a very nice it was a cool twist to pirates of the caribbean um didn't do monsters and um i saw the tremendous lighting package on the tea party or the uh the uh, teacups so if you're into those types of spinny rides definitely do it around halloween but um characters were meeting everywhere um you know they have the hocus pocus stage show and you know if you're a fan of the sanderson sisters the stage shows for you I think we got an abbreviated version just because the weather was iffy that night, um, but it was still really cool. Uh, the parade was probably my favorite part, especially the Haunted Mansion section that had the hitchhiking ghosts, the uh, ballroom dancers, and the um, 
the uh, basically like the Haunted Mansion employees that I can't remember what they call the shovel people. Damn it, I watched the whole fucking documentary on them too. So anyway, long week. Um, highly, highly, highly recommended. It's a great time. It's not quite as good as the Disneyland Halloween party, Mickey's Halloween party over at Disneyland that we did in 2018. But it's close. And the only reason that the two separate each other is because the characters are like roaming the whole party at Disneyland versus you had to stand in line for the characters here. But that's that's essentially Disneyland versus Disney World. And that's why Disneyland will always get the upper edge. So I would recommend it. Highly recommend, recommend the party if you can go and do so. Um, I think we're going to do it again. I've got some family members who have reached out and told me they want to do it, so we might do it in October. Is, you, sh- you should come is, out, Kyle. The, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, uh, I went. I came out this. I was just there two weeks ago, and I'm going to um, Europe next month. Might as well just, you know, like when I get back from Europe, I might as well as just go back to Florida. There you, you know? go. I mean, I won't have any money, but. Um, It'll it'll be fine, you know. It just I'll just you know take out a second like mortgage on my house or something. Yes, totally fine. So um, yeah, the 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 lesson here is when in doubt, just just go back to Disney World. <laughs> Doesn't don't look at your bank account, don't look at your waistline. Um, you just that's that's what you like when you get home. Problems. Yeah. Um, future problems. I want future problems. I want to ask. Is this the only time where Disney closes the park early and then opens up for like something special? Do they they don't do anything like that around Christmas, right? They don't have like a Christmas party of any kind or anything like that. Oh, contrary, they do. And on November tenth, yeah, no, November tenth, Courtney and I will be going. Um, they do the same thing. It's it's Christmas. It's they they shut her down. Um, I'm getting the name of it right now. It is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So, wow, yeah, and and never done it before. Uh, very merry, no. We, last year we did very merriest, whatever that. It, it it was an after party, you know, at, or an after hours party, which is boobash and very merriest last year. Completely different than the actual party parties, like like not so scary and the one we did at Disneyland. You know, these were just kind of after hours, like hey, you can get on rides early and here's some free soda and a pretzel and uh, here's a cavalcade. Um, versus where the parties are actual good stuff. So, 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 but what's different about you know the Christmas one? Uh, well, they pretty much have like I mean, I mean, I've never done it, but from my understanding, you know, different parade, different fireworks show, um, different treat offerings. Obviously, everything's themed Christmas. The different character offering, and you know, people who know more about it, please correct me if I'm missing something here, but. Uh, I mean, I w- I wouldn't even be shocked too if it's literally like the same types of offerings, just swap it from swap it from Halloween to Christmas. But still, mm. I'm paying for it. I'm going. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, coming coming there for Christmas is always a possibility. I mean, why hey, not? Hey, there you right? go. There you go. Why not? Is right. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> anyway. So that's that'll be that'll be a, certainly a cool experience, a cool thing to break down. Uh, by the way, I know you're going to Disneyland Paris next month, and I I uh, actually saw on YouTube the Indiana Jones ride that's there. It's called the Temple of Peril, and I watched a, like a ride through, like a 4K video ride through of it, and I've got to say that it, it really didn't impress me. Um, it just looked like a basic like roller coaster with a flip, one flip in it. And if, you know, if it wasn't named Indiana Jones, I wouldn't know it was Indiana Jones. Like, they could have called it anything else. So, um, boo on you, Disneyland Paris. But uh, I'm sh- I am hope, hopefully the queue is better than what the ride showed. I mean, the ride didn't look bad. It, it honestly didn't. It looked kind of like a, like a short, short and maybe space mountain outside kind of a thing. But uh, I didn't hear any, any Indiana Jones music, and it was just kind of like, you know, when you look at the ride in Disneyland in California, I mean, you just kind of feel like a little bit gypped because that is um, my favorite ride, of course. Yeah, so, yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, I mean, but uh, you'll go on it. You'll see it. Maybe yeah. you'll, maybe your assessment will be different. But uh, 
I mean, if it's if, if it's a good ride and I had fun, then that's what I'll say. I mean, I'm just super stoked to be experiencing different things, right? Even though like yeah. even though the Iron Man coaster is basically just Aerosmith with a different theme, I'm still incredibly excited to do that. You know, um, I'm pretty. If, there's a Crush's coaster there, which is like a, a roller coaster after Crush from Finding Nemo. I'm excited to do that too. I really hope they can do that in Hollywood Studios. Like, just repaint it Iron Man because that would be so cool. I mean, I don't know if it would really take much. I mean, maybe just um, change up the car a bit, paint it red, red and gold, change up the front, and, uh, you know, get rid of Aerosmith. Maybe have, I don't know if, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. has anything to do with the Iron Man coaster, but, you know, I mean, that would be cool for to see, like, you know, that little pre-show they do with Aerosmith? Yeah. Um, they could have like Tony Stark walking in and maybe talking to Pepper or something like that. And, you know, he says his, you know, witty one-liners and, you know, then you get on the ride. That would be really, really cool. So so you wouldn't want like a complete copy of the Paris one because the Paris one has Captain Marvel in it. She's like a Why? prominent role. She's like a prominent role. I don't know. Is it is it Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, or yes. is it just like, yep. oh, yep. God, why would they do that? Oh, that's just <laughs> Come on. I mean, you you knew. I mean, she was she's she's here to stay. You know, she just cameo. Are, are there one are there any animatronics? There on are the ride? not in the ride, but the there's a. I just saw a picture of it, and I I avoided the video on purpose because we're gonna see it, like you said, next month. But there is an an Iron Man animatronic for like the pre-show or something, or it's like. Well, oh, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that, it, and uh, it it looks cool. Um, do you think do you think Evan would be happy about that if he had? ridden this ride i don't think evan knows what he would be to be honest i mean if if there was like if they just the had kylo ren, if they had just like kylo ren randomly on the ride somewhere do you think he'd be happy yeah he would figure out a way to make make it make sense he's like well you see over here but this is what the, he, he'd be like this is the part of the multiverse that i like because it brings kylo ren into the mcu evan boucher ah. 2022 was was he a Star Wars fan before uh, the new trilogy, or oh, yeah. was mm -hmm. that? I see. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, um, the man loves Kylo Ren. I, I don't blame him there, but uh, you know, I'm just you know, still a little bit kind of confused about the the lack of animatronics comment on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which is clearly an amazing, amazing type of ride. So I digress. Spectacular. I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. It'll it'll be it is, a, it'll be a forever bit on these podcasts. So, what are you most excited about when you go to Disneyland Paris? Uh, is this are the, is there Pirates of the Caribbean the one with screens, or no. am I thinking like you're thinking Shanghai? Okay, so like it, this one is probably a little bit more updated than what we have here. I would imagine. Mm, I mean, in as far as technology goes, technically, yeah. I mean the. The Pirates at Disney World was before Euro Disney's, so so yeah. Do you think? Do you think? Do you honestly think they're going to have Johnny Depp come back as uh, Jack Sparrow? Because he's he's what sixty three. I mean, Johnny Depp is sixty three. Yeah. Johnny Depp is sixty three. All right, good for him. Um, and you know what's weird is like Amber Heard is my age. He, she she and I were born on the exact same day. That's in New right. York, so that's right. Um, that's there you go, Kyle. Be, you can get sixty-three-year-old men. Congrats. That would be like me dating your mom. I mean, you know, which is not a, um, which actually is happening anyway. But, but even still, even like when you huge... like, even when you limp to a decent mother joke, you still fuck it up. I, 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 I don't know what the problem you know, that, with you no, is. That was really, good. I gotta that, send that like, 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 no, no. Can you get checked out? Like, where do the therapists you know go what? for their therapy? Nope. Go get your validation from Muttley over there, Doctor Penguin. Do you go? Do you go see Doctor Penguin in the yeah, Smith I, family I, attic? I, you don't even know I where am, that reference I, is from, you uncultured swine. I do. It's it's American Dad. Oh, know, look at I that! Know. Oh, look at that! He knows the word. Doctor Penguin. Okay, that's fair. So, that's fair. I just thought I just out. thought because they, it wasn't Game of Thrones or um, uh, Sons of Anarchy, you didn't know where it was from. Well, you know, to be fair, like, you know, Game of Th the new Game of Thrones House of the Dragon debuts tonight. And like, I just I can't find the way to care about it. Like, I just I just 
I just don't. Is this a prequel? Like, what is this? This this is like a prequel of like the events in you know the current Game of Thrones or like the most recent Game of Thrones series. But I mean, the last season kind of left a like a bitter taste in my mouth a bit. I mean, I actually like some seasons, like some of the episodes. Like people really complained a lot about, you know, uh, like the longest night was um, like a, something that people complained about. I thought it was like one of the greatest episodes. Anyway, like the you know, Game of Thrones is just one of those shows where you really need to focus for like the first whole season or two to really get into it. And I don't know if I'm just that invested. You know, like I'd rather, you know, sit and watch Family Guy or something like that. Just like where I don't have to use my brain power. And, it, and maybe you're like me. And after you had work all day, and you've been talking to people all day. You just don't want to sit down and like focus on something. Yes. Um, I feel the same way about Lord of the Rings. I've talked about this. I mean, I, I don't know if I'll I'll watch that one. I mean, The Witcher is the same in the same kind of like realm, but that's different because one. Um, this is a video game series and like a, a novel series that I've loved for a long time. And two, it's fucking Henry Cavill. So, you know, got to give uh, our man Soups some uh, some love. And um, hopefully he comes back with Man of Steel 2. Please announce that pretty soon. Uh, DC, if you are listening. They're going to announce it in... Black Adam comes out in October, right? Like, they're going to announce it in October when he cameos at the end. Like, I'm holding hope. You know, I don't know. I mean, the the guy has so. I mean, I think he's pretty involved with The Witcher because, like, that's. I mean, that's that series seems like it's a big production. I mean, there's a lot uh, going on. Actually, you know, I'm gonna go see one of the castles where they filmed, um, like, the end of season one at. Um, you know, while I'm in Poland, so that that'll be. I'm really excited to see that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, hopefully there is some rumblings that he might be a he might be running running for the next James Bond. But I kind of hope he isn't because James Bond is kind of one of those franchises that I can take or leave. And I mean, I'll, I always go see it, but I'm always like, man, I'm bored. <laughs> I mean, this in the, in the most sincerest way. In Henry Cavill is way overqualified for that role. One because he's British and he's like. Like he's the actor you'd want to play James Bond, right? But yeah, isn't he? he but but isn't in how can I word this? Like he he has no shot in today's climate, right? I don't know. I mean, I I honestly think that you know, being that everybody said like the last James Bond was great, but oh my god, it was the longest movie ever, and oh. it fucking blew so much ass. It <laughs> blew so much fucking ass, and you're talking to a person that like. I'm like an OG James Bond fan. Like I grew up with it. You know, we grew up with like Pierce Brosnan. I remember playing Goldeneye for N64 classic, classic game. I played that game more than anything else. Um, but like, and I like Daniel Craig in the first outing of Casino Royale. That was great. And it featured, you know, Mads Mikkelsen. That was kind of like his breakout role. You, you know, that was a great film, but then it just like slowly got more boring and it just, I, I just can't. So whoever said that No Time to Die was great, I watched it while while they were under the influence of something, something heavy. You know, I'm not just saying like they 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 took a few puffs, like they they did full on heroin and crack, and then they you know for some reason thought that that was a great film, which it was most certainly not. So, um, so yeah, Henry Cavill, like I you know. He's already got two iconic roles of, you know, Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher and obviously The Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I don't want his, like, schedule, you know, monopolized by something else. Like, I want him back in super the Superman role. I mean, yep. I think, if anything, that would be the one that I'd pick the most. So I hope that happens. And I don't, I don't know. I think they're going to try and revamp that franchise in some way because it's just the same formula again, time and again. And they need something different. I don't know what that uh what that could be but you know i don't know hey so people who peaked in high school need a movie to go see too so they might not change up the the uh dynamic of the james bond movies i, I mean <laughs> great i i don't know if i'll go see it but uh you know that's that's what uh they're gonna do that's what they're gonna do so um well we shall see i mean again henry would be a great pick for bond he just like you He's got stuff with Superman to do first. 
he he would look like yeah he certainly would do bond well because he's got the look he's got you know he's british i mean it, that would just be perfect but i don't think he needs it i don't think i would you know say that that would be something good for him to do mm-hmm. but uh, so you know it's something good um, for for franchises to do that star wars did and i'm gonna i'm gonna segue here um but uh, I just read, and this was announced a couple of days ago. Shame on the ginger for not catching this earlier. But it's it's been a little bit of a weird week. Um, so we've got two books that are coming out that are within this Star Wars Jedi Survivor timeline, which is the Fallen Order sequel. And they're going to be surrounded and involving one Cal Kestis and the Mantis crew. Uh, one of the books, uh, I believe the name was... Oh, shit, I had it up. Jedi Scars or something like that. Um there we go. Battle Scars. Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars by Sam Maggs uh, will be coming out in March. Uh, and that will detail the time spent between Fallen Order and our new Survivor game that also has, again, been said to be re- going to be releasing this March um, by this individual who wrote the book, Jedi Battle Scars. He said the game will be coming out the same time the novel is. And there's another novel coming out, too, I believe, later in the summer. Um, don't know what that story is going to be about. But, okay, so this is huge Star Wars news, especially for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Or, yeah, yeah, Jedi Survivor. See, even not calling it Fallen Order 2 is still weird to me. It, that, really, that name really just doesn't catch on as well. I think they should have just named it Fallen Order you know, part two or something. No, I'm glad they didn't. I've, I've said this before because the order's done. It's done. Like, just move on from the moniker Fallen Order. Um, and then this way too, if you're looking at it this way, they could just plug and place Cal when when he's used, and they don't want to continue his story, or they're bringing him into full time live action. So, but anyway, um, so so this is coming out in March. I thought the game was coming out in February. No, the or, that's Hogwarts Legacy, right? Yes, Hogwarts Legacy, February twenty third. Oh my god, I'm gonna go off on that when we get to it, but. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're writing two books. You said two books. Yeah, one come out at the end of the summer, and then the one that's going to detail what happened between Fallen Order and Survivor will be released in March, along with the game. It sounds like no official so, word on when the game's coming out, but official word on when this book Battle Scars is coming out. I see. So there's there's going to be like two separate storylines existing between the two games. Yep. That'll be interesting. Uh, I wonder if they'll feature um, any other. You know, major Star Wars characters like it's going to. I mean, you could shoehorn Obi Wan in there. Um, I I think he would be the. It would probably make the most sense, like an Obi Wan. Um, maybe yeah. I mean, yeah, there's. I mean, I guess it's, you know, there's like a limitless amount of characters because it's kind of like in that timeline. You right? could ever run in with Reva too. Yeah, it is. It is. It's 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 in. Reva, it's... Reva would would be cool. Yeah, and uh, you know. I know Brad has talked about, and, and, and maybe you guys have talked about, I just know, I remember Brad saying that he doesn't want a Obi-Wan, you know, a second series, but... Neither do I. I mean, I, I think we could all say, it's safe to say that they'll probably greenlit that in, to some capacity. I mean, even if they don't focus on, um, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously they probably would bring back Darth Vader, so, you know, if they didn't focus on that, they well, could still yeah. do a story. But, uh, I don't know, you know. If you want to use like... Hayden Christensen so bad, you know, use him for Ahsoka, which you're going to, you know, bring him back in like Anakin flashbacks and other medium, like I don't know. Well, not Andor, but I don't know. Just I, do... I disagree. I disagree with Brad when he said that like he's he's good with Darth Vader. I think you know is like the Joker. I mean, I the Joker keeps getting reinvented and it's fucking exceptional. So if as long as they have a good story to to kind of like tell with Darth Vader, I'm all for it. And and same thing with every other characters. And I was going to say with Reva, like that would be cool to see her, you know, if they just didn't do another season, I mean, that would be cool to see her in some other capacity, you know, maybe they uh, have some other story with her. So, well, I, I actually have to, I, I want to defend Brad's stance a bit here because I, I don't think you can continuously go down the Darth Vader path because his his story is completely different than like a Joker's. Joker doesn't have a background story. He's he's got you know the Killing Joke, but that's not canon. 
you know, he's even infamously said himself if he had to have a pass, he'd rather it be multiple choice. Where Darth Vader, you, he has one path, one one place he came from. The reason you get to continuously reinvent the Joker story like you saw in Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips, the Joker and the, the sequel, we're getting to that. You know, you, you actually created a real person and watched him become the crown prince, crown, clown prince of crime. Same thing, almost to an effect of even though you didn't see his upbringings, he kept throwing you for for twists, and you gave you uh, Heath Ledger gave you a different version. Jared Leto, for God's sake, you know all of those are ways you give us different versions of the character because nothing's ever been established, and you can have a, a character with a multiple choice history. Now with Vader, I think there are spots here and there for still for them to him to be used in like live action. You know, use him as much as you want in video games, novels. I don't care. But like when live action, when you've got the eyes of everybody beyond the just us watching it, you just got to be careful because there was a lot of it in Kenobi and it was great. I loved every minute of it. Um, but you, you just you don't want to kill that to death, especially Darth Vader. And you can't kill Joker to death, in my opinion. I mean, you can, but they haven't done it yet. If you're continuously giving us the same one, right? Like if like if Ledger's Joker gave us eventually like three movies in a row where it was just that every single time, you got to admit that would just be like, all right. I'm ready for a different kind of Joker, regardless of how perfect that was. It's that's a good, that's a really good point. It, you know, kind of like speaking from two different, um, you know, characters in the way that they're written. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like Star Wars. It's good to see you know the OG characters come back at some capacity, but I think it would be better to, you know, really establish a newer universe for this you know newer generation. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. Not that it's, you know, not great to see those callbacks and like those extra stories. I think Obi-Wan was a great series because, you know, it told a good story and, you know, it had some really great fight scenes and it was, it was really well done. It kind of like, you know, it left you wondering like, well, what happened with him after episode three and in between episode, um, you know, obviously three and four and maybe to some extent, like, you know, he's still in hiding and when we see him in A New Hope. And maybe there's more story there as to why he's, you know, still in hiding because clearly, you know, in Obi-Wan, he's, you, you see the guilt that he has and the reason why he's just disconnected himself from everybody and everything and even the force. So I wonder if like, you know, when we see him on episode four, is is that, does he still have that guilt or is it just now he's, he's just accustomed to living in the mountains or whatever's going on? So I'm for I'm for uh, season two. I don't think they have to have like 40 seasons of this, but I, I certainly would be really open to it as long as they have a good story to tell. You mm-hmm. know, they're not watering down content, but in any way, like really establishing new characters. I mean, they've done really well, obviously, with Fallen Order and, um, you know, some of the newer characters with the trilogy, even though that some fans are just really you know still pissed about that or upset about that i I don't know i mean i i think those those characters were which really helped me become more of a star wars fan and and when we and and i always remember like when we saw force awakens like i was half excited to see it i wasn't the biggest star wars fan ever but you know that newer trilogy kind of reignite reignited that flame of like passion for this franchise so and with every all the new content i become more of a more of a fan so I'm I'm just, you know, excited for what the future holds. And I and I hope they don't like, you know, they treat it carefully. You know, I, I know Disney's kind of like taking this path of let's create as much content as possible. And I mean for the most part, at least, you know, um with what they've done with Marvel, they've done a good job. But I, I Marvel has been out longer. Well, they have more content, I feel like, for Marvel now. And now it's like I wonder if Star Wars is going to get to that point where it just feels like it's watered down. Like, you know, let's let's do like an office style sitcom series featuring Kylo Ren as a boss of some paper company. And they're going to have these like scenes where they're going to talk about their feelings to the camera. You know what I mean? Or something like that. I mean, I'd watch that. That that would be a great show. So they should do an office style Star Wars. They like they like tried to do that with the with. DC set in the DC universe. It was a comedy. It's on Peacock. I can't fucking remember the name of it. It only lasted a season, and I never watched a lick of it. But I, I, I remember it was. They were like living in the world of Batman, Superman, and they were like insurance salesmen, 
but it was a comedy. I don't know. I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to take that first spin. But yeah, one quick thing I wanted to say before you uh, we transition to She-Hulk because you talked about Marvel's content, and I know I believe you saw it. Um, I but, did. I but, did. Yeah. So um, transition real quick to uh, uh, one thing I want to say about Kenobi. I think if you're going to do a season two, there's two things you have to do. Uh, again, I'm in the camp. I don't want to see it. I don't, we don't need to see Vader and Obi-Wan again. Now, if you're going to give me Obi-Wan Kenobi season two, that's fine. Don't put Vader in it outside of a couple of mentions. I don't want to see him. Um, and two, you have to make it more about Luke and Obi-Wan. I like, think that would be a cool idea because yeah. the series originally was conceptualized as his relationship with Luke. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what Harry Potter has shown us, especially with like the first three books, is that Lord Voldemort isn't even in. Well, I mean, he is, but he isn't. I mean, it's not he's right. not in full. Form. His, his presence, presence is yeah. more, more felt. And I think if you write it from that perspective, that could be really great. Yes, I'm with you there. So we'll see. We'll see if they're going to do it. I have faith. Like, I'm pro Kathleen Kennedy. I'm pro what Lucasfilm is doing right everything right now. It's like, let's go. Let's see what you got. But um, you did mention content for Marvel and their newest content that was released this past Wednesday or Thursday was She-Hulk Episode 1. Um, I have not seen it. I'm not, like, intentionally avoiding She-Hulk. Like, I'm not skipping Disney+, Plus, but I'm just, like, not a priority. Um, I know Daredevil's going to be in it. Um, so I, I will pay attention then. But uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts? What happened? Spoiler alert, by I, the way. I have a few thoughts. And, and again, we see this trend of like anything Marvel chucks out, it's just automatically reviewed as the best thing ever. And, you know, it's like all the taglines are the same. And I'm like, you can't say this is the best content Marvel has, you know, every time they come out with something because they come out with something every other month. So. Uh, you know, it's just kind of ridiculous. Like the reviewers are kind of ridiculous at this point. So I'll say that, you know, um, the, the first episode was was surprisingly pretty good. I mean, I, I think it was, well, at least I would say decent to pretty good. Um, you, you're not really getting much. I mean, it's like a 30 to 40 minute episode. The CGI wasn't that bad. And I think that um, that was my initial concern was like when I saw the trailers, like the CGI just looked so bad i mean it looked she looked like a pixar uh you know she hulk kind of like a thing or like shrek obviously so um it was surprisingly kind of like funny and it, it lighthearted. so i didn't think it was i didn't think it was awful they one thing that i was kind of like you know i'm not buying is is how she got her powers and and i'll do you don't care if i spoil no please please i'm curious actually she's driving see, with see if it's the same as the comics yeah, well, I don't know what the comic says, so I never like read into it. But um, she is driving with her cousin Bruce, and you know they get into a car accident, and like some of Bruce's blood gets into her blood, and then like right away she turns into She Hulk. And I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of hate when that happens because it just it just seemed tacky to like you know right away she becomes She Hulk. It's not like a like a slow transition or anything. It just, it kind of seemed like it was a bit cheap. Like we're just going to rush this part, but mm -hmm. not the biggest deal in the world. Um, was it, was it I, via, um, cause I know in the comics, I think there's like a blood transfusion involved. No, she just literally like he Bruce Banner bleeds on, on, uh, you know, Jennifer Walters, I think her name is. Oh, and she, right away she becomes she Hulk. There's, oh. there's not like, there's maybe like 30 seconds that passes by and then she just like turns into She-Hulk and like runs off. So um not not that you know that not that's not the biggest deal in the world. I I'll also say that they while well, while they didn't no, show a kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of stupid. While they didn't show abomination, I mean you've obviously seen him in the trailers yeah. and if you compare it to 2008's Hulk which is, you know, what I would define as what the Hulk really is like, because we watched that movie. The last fight scene is fucking awesome. And it's really representative of who the Hulk is. He looked good. Abomination looked good. Now, like abomination, they just turned him into like a SpongeBob character reject. Mm -hmm. So he looks so fucking stupid. Like, 
they're going to have abomination and they look he looks terrible like why in the fuck would they they put him in this i mean i think it's great that they're bringing him into this but he looks so fucking dumb like that's just the dumbest shit i've ever seen <laughs> so um outside of that i mean you know i got a text from my mom this morning she said she watched it she liked it you know uh, she doesn't watch anything marvel and I was surprised to hear that. I'm like, but, you know, you, you haven't seen anything else, so it's probably going to be hard to understand. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it's the best thing ever. I think it's, you know, again, your flavor of the week, Marvel Marvel content, um, not going to be a game changer. It's just going to be your, you know, just another series. Like, this is what it is. Okay. Okay. We'll I'm, see. I'm re actually re-watching Daredevil um, because it's, you know, I haven't watched it in a while, in a long time. I mean, I think I watched season three, and then that was it. And I'm eagerly anticipating, like, you know, what he's going to be like in this series. And as I'm watching it, one, I've got to say that, you know, that series was so well written, and Vincent D'Onofrio fucking owns the kingpin role. He fucking owns that role. And the fact that he's going to come back to in some capacity, I don't know if it's going to be in this series, but... I know he's going to be an Echo and obviously probably Daredevil. He He's just, his acting is so top-notch and there's so many subtleties to his performance. And I just think it was, you know, truly, and I, I just, I'm really highlighting this because Marvel doesn't have good villains. Like, they they suck at writing villains. And, and maybe they it takes Netflix, which, let's face it, they don't have a great track record as far as writing good shows to write a good villain. Um, I think that's saying something. I mean... Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk, fucking, like, memorable villains. And that's something that you don't get very often nowadays. You, you don't get memorable villains like that. So it's really refreshing to see that. So oh, they're uh, not, I hope he comes They weren't full Marvel properties. One of them was Fox, and the other one was... <laughs> um, all right, no. Who was Netflix? Was, Daredevil was Fox, right? I don't know. I or honestly who, don't know who, was. who owned what. But yeah. um, anyway, but like Sony Wilson, was I, Defoe, but yeah. I saw some pictures of Vincent D'Onofrio. Is uh, like I think they were pictures from the Echo series, and he's like fatter, and he's like in a white coat, so he's, you know, he's looking more like the comic book version of Wilson Fisk. So that, you know, that's good. That, that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like that. Not excited about Echo. I don't really care about this character, but I am yeah, but excited. Yeah, will be in it, so. <laughs> That's what they do. You know, I've yeah. been saying this. Like, when they have, like, a character that nobody cares about, they put characters that you do care about that are obviously more popular than the lead character, which is fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, I don't know why they try to shovel this out at us. Like, just make a, make a show where they're, like, the ancillary character or, like, just, like, a side character. So... I mean, some characters just don't need to have their own show, and you could probably say the same about Star Wars. Like, Andor you know, is one of them. He doesn't need. Yeah, it. like yeah. Andor's coming out. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't. You know my thoughts and feelings about yeah. Rogue One. And you're the only one left. <laughs> I I will not like that movie. I'm not I'm not doing it to be like you know just to be contrarian. I'm trying to like that movie. I watched it three times. I get nothing from it. Um, outside of obviously the Darth Vader scene at the end, I get nothing from it. It just, it's everything about it is, is just boring as shit. You don't I mean, like Sagarera? You don't like Orson Krennic? Well, I would say that the characters are interesting. You know, like uh, Sagarera is great. I like him. You know, I'm glad to see him that he was reprised his role in Fallen Order. But, <laughs> um, uh, you know, outside of that, like, I'm just. It, no, I'm getting nothing. Like I okay. really get nothing from that from that movie. And, and, and I'm telling you, like I'm trying to like it. I'm <laughs> trying to like this movie. I love Star Wars. It just this this is just did nothing for me. And I still don't get why this is a fan favorite. I don't I don't get it. Um, you know, even like to side note, like Harry Potter, people like talk about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban being their favorite. I don't get why that is. Like I never got that. Like. There's so many better books than that one. So I don't know. Mm. I'll probably get a lot of hate for that, for saying that, just because it's like people are obsessed with that book. But I'm just like, 
you know, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, I love Harry Potter. I love every movie. But God, Hey, Goblet of Fire is the one where Pattinson dies at the end, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's where favorite. it really you know, uh, kicked it off for me because it, yeah. it really took this turn from, you know, kind of lighthearted kids film to, like, dark and and serious. My boy. So, Ooh. Got yeah, you know what? I mean, that scene was just so well filmed, and the tension was—I mean, you felt the emotion and tension of that. So they—they did such a great job. I don't know why they keep failing Fantastic Beasts, but hope we let's all hope to God that they don't greenlit a see an episode four or a movie four for that. Just let it die. Just let it die. (laughs) It won't. We're gonna get like five or six. Just go with somebody else. Adam Driver is. As fucking Severus Snape, come on, that that would be a fucking. Let them like, do marriage story two first. They no, they need Adam Driver series Severus Snape. That would, make, that would make so much fucking money. That would make so much fucking money. Marriage story oh, two, like the kids are off to college and they try to re- him and an old ScarJo try to rekindle their relationship together, but Scarlett Johansson now has Crohn's disease and she just keeps shit in the bed, and then that's how they fight. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'd watch it. She just, uh, she just Amber Heard's yeah. Kylo Ren. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, moving along from that, um, one pile of shit to another. I'm not going to spend too much time. I'm just going to say one sentence. Ezra Miller is seeking help, apparently. I'll s- talk about it more when I see see actual, like, shit. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I know, like... Obviously, being a counselor, I should be more positive and encouraging with yes. this. But he really fucked up one of my favorite franchises, and I, you know, I don't know. If he helped. He he helped. I mean, what? what how did he help? Well, I would. Are you talking about Justice League? Or are you talking about Fantastic Beasts? No, I mean, I'm talking about like the DC universe. I mean, oh. I really wanted to see the Clash, and he. That just was more Warner up. Brothers. That's really not him. That was more Warner Brothers, but. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he helped just with, his, just with his behaviors. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like watching some of his behaviors, um, I, I would probably point to either bipolar, like bipolar one, or on drugs, and that, and I'm probably going to lean more towards drugs because I, you know, I feel like we live in a society now where you know whenever you do something wrong, you could just say I have a mental health issue, and not to try and undercut or undervalue or water down people's mental health issues, but it just sometimes it's just a fucking cop out. I'm sorry, it is, and it's just a just a way to like not take responsibility for your behavior. And I'll be blunt about that. And if he truly, you know, gets help, great. But I don't know. Um, you know, like like uh, I think Brad was saying, like giving him the benefit of the doubt. But like, it, there's just so much. There's just so much there. I mean, he was grooming a, a kid for so long. I mean, yeah. is that like, I you know, you almost can't even say mental health or drugs at that point. That's just fucking sick. Well, there's so, a there's a line. You know, mental health could be the catalyst, but there's still a line you cross. You know, I can be certifiably bipolar, but if I kick a baby off the Sears Tower, I'm still should justifiably be arrested for that. I can't just blame right, my mental health. Right. So. So, like, Amber Heard took a big shit on Johnny Depp's pillow, and she, like, almost killed him by throwing a bottle at him and God knows what else. And, you know, the psychologist said that she has, like, X, Y, and Z personality disorder. I mean, should we just, like, say that that's okay? Uh, you know? She threw a dildo um, sword, right? Her dildo that turns uh, into a sword. Yeah, prop something like that. Um you know, I'm not again, I'm not saying that like, you know, just because you have me- mental health condition that you're like a bad person. You're not. I mean, like I work with I try to help people like that every day. But at some point, you got to say, you know, like call it what it is like. This is like not OK behavior. And, you know, you have to really take responsibility for that. So that's that's just what I'll say for that. Mm-hmm. You know who else has to take responsibility for things? Spoiler alert, but the Mayor Joker. In the most recent episode of Harley Quinn, season three, episode six, I believe. Oh my god! I love how this just like took a turn because I was, I was like anticipating like another episode with Harley Quinn in yeah. uh maybe, but they're just like, nope, fuck it, we're just gonna do an episode where the Joker tries to become mayor, and he's and, a, and he's a hardcore socialist. 
He's a hardcore socialist, which suggests that if you are Anyone's... you identify with the Joker's characteristics, that whoa, 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 uh, you hold, are up, a... hold up, hold up, hold up. No, he's like a textbook like anarchist, which is complete opposite of a socialist. I mean, not complete, but close. I mean. You know, we can we can get we can go political on this podcast. I'm I not guess saying political, but but like just some, like in the sense of extremes here, right? Because you know, anarchy. Because he's he's very much of an anarchy type villain, but he's not the anarchist who's a real villain in Batman. But yeah, I take this over, Kyle. I am going to get a little political. So let me just look at the wall for a second. Tell us about see episode six. Well, the Joker decides to run for mayor. And it all happened because he got mad that one of his his kids didn't get into some like um, bilingual or Spanish enrollment plan or like some after hours kind of a I don't remember what it was called. Oh, but he like, was running for mayor against that Karen because she got yeah. her kids in the program. Yeah, yeah, she got she got her kids into the program, and he was mad at this Karen. And you know what? I think they could seriously just do a show around him because that's. You know, like a non-series type type of Joker. Like that yeah. was just some funny. That whole episode was great. That was just some funny ass shit. Uh, and we didn't even mention the episode before how Bruce got Martha and Wayne two uh, cats that he named uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, this show is continuing to prove that it's like it's okay to be funny in DC. It's okay to have like a spinoff show where it's it's like. Um, not serious, and it just m- makes fun of these characters. I mean, it's okay to do that. It's not like every movie that comes out is the same recycled formula, and it's the same fucking jokes, and it's always like that. I mean, it's just you're mostly DC is kind of a serious type of uh, storyline. So, I I love it. I mean, they could have twenty seasons of this, and I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I hope it never ends. Um, do you want to do you want to comment real quick on Hogwarts Legacy being pushed back? Because that's just annoying as fuck. You know, it was supposed to come out fucking last year, and I knew they would do this. I just knew they would do this. I think it was announced in like 2020 or something, and I'm like, great. They announced this, and that it's going to take fucking 10 years for them to get this out. It, that, it just seems like that's the state of video games now. Is that they announce these, you know, triple A kind of tier video games and then we don't see it for for forever because they take so long and i'm and i'm like thinking like maybe stop making video games so massive you know like it could be an open world which is great but it doesn't have to be like so massive that it takes you forever to, for it to come out like red dead redemption 2 came was like eight years in the making to make that game did it need to be like that no it doesn't have to be same thing with The Witcher. The Witcher 3 is massive. I played a million hours into that game, and I still haven't done everything. It's just like, it's it's impossible. And I could cite so many more. Obviously, The Elder Scrolls is the biggest offender because Skyrim came out in 2011. And, you know, we just got a trailer in 2018, and it was a teaser trailer. And then we, st- like, almost five years later, we get nothing. Nothing on it. And, which is just like, how many games have they created in five years you know so it's like is this game going to be so massive that it takes you 10 years to finish it like it doesn't need to be like that and so this really pisses me off because one we haven't really had any um quality harry potter games i mean we had some in the past but you can't even like find those games anymore and like the lego games don't count because it's like it's like the same thing with Marvel. It's like it's okay to have an open world Marvel game, Lego Lego Marvel game. Same thing with Harry Potter. But like for some reason you can't do that an open world game where it's like with real graphics and real, you know, um, I know, real kind of fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't count the Avengers as anything open world or God, great no. because that game just is just was a fucking dumpster fire, and I, you know you can't even defend that. I. People try to defend that and like, oh, well, it's, it's really great. Nick, no, no. The first hour of it's great, but then it just becomes a rep- repetitive mess of like button mashing and horrible, story- horrible storytelling. Like, for fuck's sake, 
It's a billion-dollar franchise. It's made more money than any other franchise, and they can't get their shit together when it comes to animation or fucking video games. It's like they're just... It's like they try to fail with it. It's like, let's just make a game and try to fail, with the exception of Spider-Man, of course. Right. But, you know, I, I put more credit towards Sony because while Sony sucks at story like movies they are excellent at video games mm-hmm. they're good um and if anything the batman arkham franchise which squeezed out four open world type games with serious beaten the pulp out of people tactics and a lot of fun with an ip that you can really take to the limit um and the reason why i'm talking about this is because people on reddit are pretty sick and tired of it close to being no, it's what? It's eight years? It's almost ten years since we got like a last Ar- 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 last Arkham game? 2015. That's right. May, I believe. Uh, May or June. In 2015, we were waiting for Arkham Knight to come out. That wrapped up the series. Even though we are getting Justice League... or um, We're getting the Suicide Squad killed Justice League that's set in the Arkham universe. We do not know if Batman is in that or not. Um, but people were are clamoring and uh, chomping at the bit on Reddit to get a new Arkham Batman game. So I just... They just have created their own and call it Arkham World, and like they're creating memes based off of it and making jokes about it. Um, I thought real quick, just take a few minutes, like to while that's fun. Like you know, both Kyle and I would completely support a brand new Arkham series game that's continuing the story of Batman. But what the hell would we do it? Like what what would the story be? What would make sense for that for that world? I think. Um... Maybe you can bring the Flash into the into the picture and just like reset that timeline because it's the only thing that makes sense. And let's face it, this is how DC handles any like horrible shit. Um, you could you could do that, and really the end of Arkham Knight doesn't isn't kind of clear like what happens because when you hundred percent it, you get obviously like some weird. Um, well, you get some like weird Easter egg where you see some criminals, you know, trying to rob a, you know a family in the alley, and then you see like a version of some sort of weird version of Batman like coming out of like fire and stuff like that. I I don't know. I mean, you could either like have the flash reset the timeline or you can maybe do like an old, old man Bruce kind of a thing, or maybe it's like dark Knight returns, just dark Knight returns that shit. Yeah. You could like dark Knight returns some stuff. Um, maybe, well, people aren't going to forget that he's, he's Batman. So maybe they could also do like an apocalypse type of event where, you know, um, something happens, something major happens to the world and, you know, it just, it kind of doesn't matter anymore and people need symbols to look up to. So maybe he can, you know, kind of like join with the justice league or, or like have a story on its own. This is a man who's fighting for whatever's left and that story really could write itself. I mean, and maybe even too, like, Teaming, like I said, teaming up with the Justice League might add a new element to it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of tired of the Bat Family. Like I don't, not that I don't like think they have their place in Batman's mythos, but I don't want to play a game with them. Like I, I'm, you know, I keep seeing videos about Gotham Knights, and I'm just like, <sighs> you know, I'm just like, I guess I'm gonna play this, but like I'm You're just gonna, gonna like be it. like, You're gonna like this uh, game. I know. You I, are. Yeah, but it's like it's just different. You know, it's like you're not. You're not the Dark Knight. You're, you're, you know, people who, your characters that people like, really don't care much about. So I love Jason Todd, but yeah, I get it. I mean, Titans is a great show. Don't get me wrong. Like those characters are, it's well written. But I, I just, you know, when you played Arkham Knight in the Batman games, there's just a fundamental difference when you take the role of the Dark Knight, and like, you're kind of like the the last man standing, between like an arsenal of of like odds you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's just the difference with batman i mean I, I don't know so i i will play it it's it just pisses me off still that it's the court of olive storyline and batman's not a part of it because that you don't know that yet. story well he is we all know that we're going into this and he's dead but then halfway in the game he's going to be not dead because that's just how it's going to be i think i think bruce is this my guess for this game is that bruce is going to be is going to be Talon. He's going to be like the head assassin. Probably. Yeah. That would be a good a good way to go with it. I mean, it would make sense. Or maybe he went underground for some reason, and he's going to come out later on. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think like of those characters, like I don't, I don't really resonate with like Jason Todd, honestly, or 
um, like Damian Wayne. But I mean, I like Nightwing. I like Batgirl. I like, you know, those two I probably would. If I'm going to, if you get to pick like which character you can be, I don't know if you could switch off or whatnot. But Red Hood for me. Would, Give me all Red Hood. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, the game, I've watched every video that they've come out with on YouTube of it. And, and, you know, the gameplay looks great. It looks very much the same as Arkham Knight. But have you played uh have you played as Jason Todd Red Hood in in Arkham Knight and like those side missions like the Yeah, I I've, I've I've done it all in Arkham Knight. I've replayed that game so many times. It is never gets old for me. I love way. walking around the Gotham Police Station as Harley just hitting police with the with the bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. Um that'll get, that game will come out soon too, I think. I I don't it better. I think that pushed back, but I think it is next year now too, right? Yeah. That's always been 2023, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? All I know is we're getting Gotham Knights this year. Hogwarts Legacy. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, That'll be in a like a month and a half uh for Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. Hogwarts Legacy. I'm actually it's like the one game I'm super excited about. Um, they're, they're eventually going to come out with an Indiana Jones game, which is like probably the one that I'm looking forward to the most, just oh, yeah. because that was like my favorite game in childhood. And it's the one game franchise that they don't give a lot of love to. So I'm eagerly anticipating anything like a picture, a tra- like a trailer, of, you know, of that next game. So, uh, that, that will be cool. But Hogwarts legacy, uh, you know, that one's going to be. That one is is going to be next level. I just know it because the the fans are clamoring for something yeah. like this, mm-hmm. and I know it's just going to turn into like a a trilogy of of games, probably beyond that, because it, it, there's just so much to explore here, and there's just so much there. I mean, even if you just walking around in the castle and alone is is just just so cool to uh, just such a cool thought to me. So I the can't three, wait. Yeah. The three types of games I'd I'd love to see as we wrap up today from this from the Hogwarts Legacy. If we get this one, which is like pre um, Harry Potter era, then I think we'd it'd be cool to get a game set during Harry Potter era, like you're a student going to school while all that shit's happening. And then the final to be like post that Harry Potter era. It's like the fu- you know the future. I think those three games would be really cool. Yeah, um, I can't wait. So. It'll be it'll be something. It yes. certainly will. <laughs> Finally, that we get it. If we're here, we'll we will play and call off a work for. But um, we are adults without kids, so that's what gives us. You know, we're allowed to do that. Stop posting Beautiful your kids t- online. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about what you did over the weekend. You're about your life. How terrible it is. We, I don't care. Your kid's a seventh grader. I don't. I don't. You, I, why do people feel the need to like continually post? I mean, it's. I Narcissism, get like you. I I swear we're you know it's the world is just fostering like a nation of narcissists and histrionics like because I you know every special event in my life and maybe it's just me I don't I don't care to post about it like yeah. I bought I bought a new car I didn't post about it I bought a, a house I didn't really post about it like I don't I don't know I just feel like you know it's it's just so fake to me you know it is I mean if you're at Disney World I mean that's that's different. You could post about being Disney. That's that's totally fine because let's face it, it's the greatest place in the world. You got to post about it. But um, I don't know. Cat and dogs. That's that's also this is true. Acceptable. Always so, like if you, yeah. you just posted like twenty pictures a day of Winston or like videos of him doing Winston things, I I would be fine with that. I mean, that would be perfectly acceptable to me because you know he's he's a a cute dog and you know i'd want to see that so there's right. nothing wrong with that. that's right i agree all dogs less people um as we close fourth model box out today with that sentiment thank you for you guys have been great we've been fourth model box follow on instagram at fourth model box and facebook fourth model box podcast group my name is tom okri again kyle you know just wrap it up with some stupid idiotic statement that um will make you look stupid I love uh, making myself look stupid, but um, I would say my final words are vote Joker 2024. For the dark side.